0: design, where we talk about fucking everything related to design. My name is Jamie Garza. I'm a principal with the Design Collaborative, and we do architecture and engineering work. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things design, not just building. Everything we do as humans, there is a design element, and so we want to interview and talk to people who are in the design world in their own way. We're recording here in Los Angeles in the Arts District, and I want to introduce my co-host, Lily
1: Nguyen. Hi, I'm Lily Nguyen, and I'm a fashion designer. Specifically, I design sleepwear and pajamas and loungewear. And I've been in the design business for about 20 years. And I'm here to share some of my design stuff with Jamie.
0: Yes. And we're super excited to have you guys listening. Today, it's a super special episode. We're going to have two podcasts, one to Lily and one to me, to basically introduce our audience to who we are. And so today, I will be interviewing my co-host, Lily, and then Lily will interview me, and then we'll start interviewing people in our community. First of all, fucking design is just about anything under the sun. I want to know, what do you think design is? What's your definition of design?
1: It's how something looks or is made. And it could be anything from just aesthetics or it provides a function or both. Okay,
0: Lily, so you told us your definition of design. So first off, who are you? Like, where did you come from? (laughs) Why are you here on this earth? Why are you working in Los Angeles? Uh, Who are you?
1: Okay, well, I was born in New York when my parents immigrated here from Vietnam in 75. And they moved to Los Angeles just because Southeast Asia, the climate's more similar to L.A. than New York. So I consider myself just an L.A. native just because I've been, I've lived here since I was two. So L.A. girl, went to college here, just kind of stuck to L.A. Yeah,
0: no, and now Los Angeles is the crazy, (laughs) uh, crazy place. But I love it. I love it. It's
1: great because there's so much diversity. There's so much to do. I've lived everywhere from East LA, Boyle Heights, to West LA, Santa Monica, then the Valley, and then now I'm back to Northeast LA.
0: So growing up here, what were your design influences? What what inspired you? Well, in okay, ever
1: since I was a kid, I just loved fashion. You know, I grew up poor and I just remember Working, wanting to work to just buy clothes, buy clothes. I'm gonna work to buy clothes. That's all I wanted to do. And then as I went to college, fashion wasn't in, in mind. I was studying psychology. And then after I graduated college, I just didn't really have a, like a clear direction on where I wanted to go. I didn't really want to do more schooling, so I decided, oh, you know, I've always loved fashion, so maybe I can explore that. So I went to FITM for two, I think I went for two semesters, and then I decided that, you know, it wasn't, I mean, I'm glad I went just because I did take a couple of pattern making classes that I found very useful, but then I just decided, you know, I'm just gonna try applying to some jobs in the apparel industry and see that takes me and so i was about 22 at the time and i started working as a customer service rep for an apparel company and slowly i moved up into the design department and that's how my design career started
0: that's super exciting yeah i love that i have always wanted to be a fashion designer i think like my structural engineering background Really, it was misplaced. Yes. Like, I should have gone into fashion versus structural engineering. You can but, still do it. Right? I yeah, know, and we cause can I, elaborate. Because I would be in Paris right now working for, like, Gavinci or something. And, and I'd be i don't with even you. know they're in Paris. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway. That's where all the yeah, high fashion happens. Yeah,
0: France but or I, Italy. But
1: I, I, I don't think you have to stick with architectural. Yeah. You can totally do So clothing. I want to do
0: both. Yeah, So let's I want to do buildings and yeah, I want to do fashion. Okay, fashion
1: so. is... A lot of fun. I love it.
0: And by the way, that's why I asked her to be my co-host, so she could teach me how to become a, a famous designer. <laughs> so.
1: I don't know if I can teach her how to make, become famous, but maybe a designer, okay. yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, that's a start. <laughs> okay.
0: So, okay, so now we're like, you're out of school, you wanted working, to do fashion, yeah. you're a working woman. Yeah,
1: So. And, so I started working in the fashion department, or in the design department, rather, for the sleepwear company. When people think, when someone thinks, oh, I want to get into fashion design, you don't really go, oh, let me go into sleepwear, you know, just because there's not a whole lot of design design there is, but you can't get crazy, you know, it's it's designed within a certain thing. Yeah. Anyway, so I did, and it was just something that got me into design and then after I left that job, one of the sales reps that I met at that job wanted to start his own sleepwear company and he called me and he's like, hey, you want to help me start this company? And I said, sure. So at the time, it was just him and I and I did all of the customer service. I entered all of the orders. I designed everything. I handled all the production. So, Sounds like
0: a typical company run by a man. <laughs> the women do everything, right? Yeah.
1: And now I'm still, 20 years later, I'm still with the same company. Oh. And I don't do everything anymore at the time, it was just him and I. But now it's like a bigger company now, and I'm still the designer there.
0: That's great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I
1: know. It's like and a family.
0: And sleepwear. I mean, everyone needs it. Of course. Everyone, Honestly, I use sleepwear, but I I want sleepwear like before sleep, after sleep, you know, and I think it's super important to be comfortable, especially in Los Angeles, it's always cold in the mornings and cold in the evenings, and we typically have our houses open to the right. environment. So you kind of want something warm. Of course. Uh, to get your coffee in the and morning. Soft, and soft.
1: You know, something yes. comfortable and yeah. pretty as well. But so. then you want to be pretty when you're with your partner. Of course. And or even without your partner, you want to yeah. feel pretty. That's a good point. Yeah. Point. totally. And, and the key is, I think... I need I, to do that more. Yeah. Just to get pretty. Of course. Pretty. Yeah. yeah totally. and, and as far as fashion is concerned, even sleepwear, anything that is well-designed and... Well made, and the raw materials are really good. You know, it's it's quality, and it's just gonna you're gonna pay more for it. You know, so
0: so when we're talking about sleepwear, there's like tons of sleepwear. So, do you specialize, or do you like do you do lingerie? Do you do women's? Do you do men's wear? Do you do like do you do everything right. basically? Do you do you um, comfortable, and do you do like dominatrix stuff? Um,
1: you know? Yeah, I don't know about dominatrix, okay. but so. <laughs> At the beginning of the company, it was a little more um, on the mature side, like something my mom would wear at the time. I was in my early 20s, so it was designing for a different market than what I would shop. And then as the years gone by, customer demographics have changed. Like our designs are a little more contemporary now, and it's more loungewear and sleepwear, so more comfy things, not sexy per se but anything a woman wears you want it to be flattering Mm -hmm. but it's not too much like it's not sexy definitely but it is pretty and it's comfy and uh, the main uh, selling point to the company i work for is the fabric it's Super soft, you know, it has to be super soft. It has to last multiple washes. Like, you don't want to buy something and then wash it and then it's like, oh my gosh, it totally looks different. You did. So it's loungewear, did. it's yeah, that it's totally. like, okay. we would have like brunch in, you know, okay. and if your kids are running around, that's fine too. So some, okay. it's just, if there was a PJ set, you know, the top you can just put on jeans and then run to the store. It's something, it's like that. Okay, Yeah, I love
0: that. This is the part where we cry. So tell me about your life, or or is your life work? And is that, is like your life completely about work? No play, no, nothing outside of work. You work from like 7 a.m. in the morning to like 11 p.m., or who are you, you know, other than fashion?
1: No, I don't work from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I work, I've worked from home since I started working for this company, so it's offered me a lot of flexibility. And you know, when I did start working for this company, I was a newly single mom living in a studio apartment. It was probably just as big as this. And I could stay home with him and work. So it was a blessing. So it offered a lot of flexibility. And as my son grew, I was still able to stay home with him and work. So my work situation is pretty unique. And I'm so grateful for it just because it does offer a really great work-life balance. Yeah. 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 And I really appreciate it.
0: That's something we've talked about in our sister podcast, All About Design, is women in the workplace and how the standard office is very male-oriented and you being a single mom Mm -hmm. and having the flexibility right away in this company to work from home offers that flexibility that you need to take care of your child, to raise your child. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm so lucky that I somehow this opportunity, you know, came to me and it just worked out for me, you know, for a long time and it's still working for me.
0: Yeah. Do you have any ideas about like how companies might just implement this? Because I find that like there's excellent, smart, badass women who get kicked out of the workforce because they want to have a family or just because they're uh, burdened with most of the domestic part of life.
1: Well, you know, Jamie, like this last year with the pandemic, everybody had to kind of pivot to working from home and I'm sure companies, maybe uh, this was the first time that they've had a lot of their employees telecommute and maybe it's working out better for the employee and the employer. I don't know. Yeah, I think people
0: are are starting to study that. And yeah. people are already saying that they're going to have parts of their offices or the majority of their offices working from yeah. home. And that working from home is a, is going to be a constant no matter if when, right. they're, when you have a full-time office, you're still going to have work-from-home options. That's and cool. I'm hoping that that means good things for women in the workplace.
1: Yeah, because, uh, you know, women are moms, too. And then they also, I mean, in my household, I also am the cook. I do all the shopping. I do all of the veggie. And, I, you know, I mean, my husband, like, I love him to death and he does a lot too. But I, there's a lot on, of things that I do that are not work related. And I don't know if I had to go to the office with tra- L.A. traffic, like, when would I do all of these things? You know, how would I make dinner every night? Dinner alone takes two hours and then you have to make sure you to go to the store and have everything. You know, so I, I don't know how women who have to commute for work can do it all. Yeah.
0: No, it's extremely difficult and it pushes women out of the workplace. Yeah. I mean, literally. But let's get back to you. Okay, sorry. Let's get back to uh, we're gonna dig deep now. Okay. Okay. So you've kinda of set the stage. You oh. you have a family. Yeah. Uh, you were a single mom I was and a single mom. now you're Oh yeah, so partner. I was a, yeah. I was a okay. single
1: mom till my son was well well for a while. He that was I kid. think he was fourteen when I got married. Okay. So I was single a mom for a while, and then was working as a sleepwear designer, was momming, but, and then I met my husband online. And then two, I think two and a half years after we met, we got married and he's the love of my life. That's awesome. And he's an artist.
0: How is that? You, you guys are both artists. How do you live with an artist? Does it help to be with an artist? Is it painful to be with an artist? You'll have to describe the faces you're making. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I'm very I, I make I'm very expressive. I, so, I love it. You know, we're both creative but they're in totally different ways. He's more of like I would say a fine artist. He draws, paints and 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 he's he has a lot of stuff in his head that will be put onto paper and I'm like, yeah, "Where do you get this stuff?" And I'm creative, but I feel like I'm a little more practical, you know? I mean, Just because you're creative doesn't mean that it has to be, like, surreal stuff and, you know, floaty and, like, stuff, like, beyond your imagination, you know? That's how we're different, and I love that he's an artist. I, I think he's a really, actually, talented artist. If I had one wish, I wish my husband got to do what he loved for a
0: living. Art is a difficult career. I've seen her husband's artwork. He's brilliant. I love his artwork. It is intense. It is, it is surreal when you're looking at it, yeah. but it is an amazing intensity. And um, what's his Instagram handle?
1: At MaloneRob3 on Instagram. Yeah, you love his work. It is amazing.
0: Intense, surreal, all those things.
1: Labor intense. It's a lot of lines and dots. He's been doing a lot of pen and ink lately. But he's also a very talented painter and collage artist. Yeah, check him out. Awesome. I'm at a place where I'm super... I feel really productive. I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be as far as my career is concerned. And he is not in that same place, you know? And, um, And I wish... Key place.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, I'm at a place in my career where I'm basically starting over. Part of uh, this whole podcast idea is to bring our community together, of to create a bigger family of support and to talk talk about yeah. what people are doing yeah. in life and and we're gonna have rob malone on the show he was actually on the on the first podcast for this podcast yeah. uh and you can listen to him he was talking to angela groom another artist and they were talking about the artist struggle here in los angeles yeah. specifically so i would <laughs> uh, recommend you guys listen to that first podcast of fucking design but that's also part of why this podcast is named fucking design, because design can be fucking frustrating.
1: It is, it could be, yeah. But you know, I feel like I've been super lucky and I've had a lot of freedom and with my job, I mean, I'm the head designer, so anything I design is just, okay, that's it. That's what we're gonna do. And then I also do commissioned clothing. And I basically started doing this maybe three years ago, actually making clothes, um, as opposed to just designing on, you know, the computer, sketching out, and then providing specs so that samples get made. But I, three years ago, I started actually sewing, making clothes, which I really love, I realized. I mean, I, I used to make clothes for my dolls when I was younger, but so I've just gone back to it. I and love that. The, Yeah, and friends will see the stuff I post on Instagram. Like, hey, can you make me one? I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's like a side side thing.
0: Lily, I want to talk about you now. Okay. Lily in 2021 and the future.
1: 2021,
0: okay. And why do you do what you do now? And what do you want to do in the future? What do you want to accomplish? What's your vision? What's your dream?
1: I know this seems super lame, but I'm really happy where I am and I just wanna continue to be doing that. I just feel like everything's clicking right now. You know, like my I'm happy with work, I'm happy with making clothes, I'm happy I'm work I just started another project and it's something I've never done for like a short film, so it's more of like a costume thing. And I just want to continue doing what I'm doing. And also have time to do, like, the other things that I love doing, like, baking bread, planting, and, like, working on my yard that's constantly, you know, ever-evolving, you know, and that's design too, you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's deep enough for you, but I feel like, um, just, you know, if I can continue for the rest of my days just living the way that I've been, you know, like, my living my life the way... I've been living it for the past maybe two years, three years, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I mean your
0: dream is what everyone's dream is. You're at this you're at this place in your life where you're getting to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I think most of us are striving to get to that point yeah. of satisfaction, happiness, yeah. and contentment of contentment almost in what and we do.
1: And honestly, I mean, someone from the outside might go, well, you know, but, you know, she doesn't make a whole lot of money, and she's not, I mean, is she at the top? But for me, I don't I don't look at it that way. I'm kind of, like, pretty, yeah, happy. Not content, because content seems like, oh, you know, you're just settling. But I'm not settling. I just feel like I'm really comfortable and happy where I'm at. And, may- and there are some days that, you know, there's a, a deadline and I'm stressed out and I don't sleep and but and then I go, Well, is that how I, you know, wanna be all the time and it's not. I'd rather be busy but then also have like some leisure time and, and not feel stressed out all the time.
0: I think those are those are fantasies that maybe aren't as healthy. Unhealthy fantasies. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fucked up fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Going with a the theme. <laughs> Uh, No, it sounds like you're reaching a a zen point in your life. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm
1: I'm mid-40s, so I feel like, I don't know, I think um, in my early 20s, I felt kind of like lost and wasn't sure what was happening, and it was kind of a scary place to be, you know, and I'm not in that place anymore, and I'm grateful and appreciative of that. That's awesome.
0: So, I want to leave our listeners with one last thought. I guess i want you to give them your advice if they're wanting to go into fashion or just a designer or a gardener or your friend out there yeah what do you want to tell the world
1: get out there and do stuff don't be afraid to try something new or get your hands dirty or a lot of people feel like they they think they know what they want and i think that could kind of keep you in a box and restrict you a little bit. And if so, maybe just being open-minded and just try to experience everything. It'll help lead the way to what they're looking for. I'm a big believer in that
0: is, and, and I've realized this as I've, I'm growing older, is that being hyper-focused on, on a dream or your or what you see in your future mm-hmm. is maybe uh, destructive. Yeah. And, and being open to a different way To get to your end goal, often things start to happen when you give up on this kind of rigid path.
1: Yeah, but you know, I always, when I was younger and I felt a little, like, lost, I always wished that I was that kid who knew exactly what they wanted to do and was focused, you know? It it feels... Safer to have that and to have a path that you can just kind of follow as opposed to having this open this big world to try to to Explore and find out like where your place is and where you belong. That's scary That's a fantasy those people one This
0: is a chaotic world and those orderly people deal with the chaos in a way that's visually looks like it's orderly but everyone deals with an amount of chaos in their life i believe so anyway that's for our next episode (laughs) of chaos we'll have we'll need to invite a special guest or an expert in that field but lily i wanted to thank you for introducing yourself to our podcast audience to the world and i'm super excited that you're going to be my co-host moving forward on fucking design. (laughs) And we're going to interview lots of interesting people who do a variety of things that we believe is design, because everything's design. Everything is, yeah. We should start practicing getting on unison. Everything. 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 Everything.
1: Everything.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to thank everyone. This has been another episode of Fucking Design. You can find us on Spotify and most other listening platforms. And please listen to our other podcasts, our sister podcasts, all about design. Our podcast comes out about every month. Find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and on Facebook at, at TD Collaborative. Or just search our name, The Design Collaborative you can find
1: Lily at... At... Underscore Lily Underscore Bird Underscore
0: Check out her stuff. And check out Lily. She's an amazing person. And lastly, I'd like to thank my co-host Lily Nguyen our audio producer and music creator, Alicia Gardner, our graphic designers, Belle Embassy and Fernando Prado. And to you especially, to all your listeners, friends, colleagues, for joining us for this podcast. Join us again next time on Fucking Design.